Coming up on this week's episode, we're talking Chelsea, Brighton and Everton, a transfer theme quiz, plus a Who Am I? and more Wonders of White, so let's get started. Hello and welcome to a new episode of You From The Sideline Podcast. It's Chris here, and as always, Liam is here. Hello, Liam. Hi, Chris. How are you doing, mate? I'm okay, thank you very much. Uh, Keep, back... Keeping up to date with all the latest Chelsea yeah, comings and goings. Do... <laughs> yeah, I've got three phones, a TV on, just in <laughs> case uh, any more will go through. Um, so we're actually recording this, what's it now, nearly nine o'clock on Tuesday. So it's transfer deadline day, and I've literally now been waiting 24 hours for Enzo Fernandez to join Chelsea. Um, and I've refreshed Twitter God knows how many times today. Yeah, slow going, yeah. isn't it? it yeah, I'd say, I'd say that, but I would say it also feels like it's been one of the busiest Januarys I think we've had for a long, long time. Certainly for you. I don't know if it's just from my point of view being a Chelsea fan, but <laughs> there seems to be a lot of deals going on still. Yeah. Uh, not necessarily like huge deals. I'm like, I think Sabitz is about to join Manchester United. Um, I think that's on loan. I'm I not, think so, not, yeah. Not... They've not given him any money to spend, I don't think, have they, in this window? So everyone's on loan. Um, but it ha- I mean, you, Chelsea have basically signed a new squad pretty much Definitely. this window. Um, it's, it's not been as busy. Uh, to be a Villa fan, unfortunately. We we made our sign-ins um, at the start of the window, really, Moreno. Yeah. And the only sort of interesting transfer news today has been players leaving us, um, or or a player returning on loan, in the case of Bertrand Traore. He's going to be back at Villa we Park. Danny Ings as well. So we did, yes, we lost Danny Ings. We didn't do a podcast um, last week, so that actually happened last Monday, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so and he, he's already injured. So, well, you know, why break the habit <laughs> of a lifetime? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I was quite surprised actually that one Villa let him go. I don't, I don't know the contract situation there. Two, I thought you probably could have got a bit more money for him. Three, the fact that West Ham wanted to buy him. It's just strange. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, really. I don't know if you as a Villa fan have seen anything. About no, him leaving, but not not until the day that it happened, really, yeah. or the day before that it happened. It was a bit of a surprise, but we like to keep people guessing in transfers. I mean, it was more of a surprise when we signed him. I literally had no oh, idea yeah. that he was coming into Villa until um, the Villa app pinged up on my phone and said we signed Danny Ings. So we like to keep it close to our chest. But um, yeah, he didn't have long on his contract, and he's what thirty now, I think twenty nine, thirty something like yeah, like that. So I think they just thought we'll cash in while we can, and um, obviously West Ham struggle for goals. So I guess it kind of fitted for both of them. But yeah, that's as busy as it gets for us. Not like you, not like well, Chelsea. Yeah, well, we'll we'll, we'll go into that now. I, I guess with um, with talking points. First one we are going to talk about is Chelsea, um, and the fact that since the summer they've they've signed a whole new starting eleven, all under the age of twenty four. Yeah. Um, so I think. I think when you look at the players that he has brought in, some of them probably not as much as 
you know, well recognised as what some, you know, Chelsea fans would have wanted. But I think you get a sense that they are definitely trying to build something here that's not necessarily going to pay off straight away. Um, it's the long term. Yeah, and the fact... I've seen a lot of people on Twitter moaning about how Chelsea allowed to get away with you know, signing all these players where there are when there are sort of fair play restrictions in. Well, I mean, it's it's just simple. They're just, you know, they're paying them over a certain amount of years. Yeah. And that's how they're getting around it. It's not like a loophole. It's not, you know, this isn't something that Chelsea have just discovered that you can pay a team in instalments. Yeah. It's just the fact that they've done it with four or five players in one sort of window that people are raising sort of, you know, their eyebrows at saying, oh, you know, yeah. how are they going to pass financial fair play? But, you know, if you spread also, the cost of it, you know. Yeah, and it's financial fair play is also taken into account um, years previous, isn't it? Yeah. So you had a whole window where you didn't spend anything because you were banned. And so they have to take that into consideration. I mean, you must yeah. have made such a profit then because you would have sold players plus all the money you got coming in through tickets and, you know, all the merchandising and things yeah. like that. So so that must, I would have thought, come into it somewhere. Um, yeah, it's not... I get that you've been spending a lot of money, but um, you've only just got a new owner come in that's recently taken charge and it's not like you've never sold anybody. You, you're... I think transfer record over the last few years, you've been regularly getting a hundred million in revenue plus for transfers out as well. So yeah, it's not so it's not like it's it's not being balanced, is what I'm saying. Oh no, yeah. So the total the total stands at a hundred well just under a hundred and eighty nine million in this window alone. Um that doesn't include the two hundred and sixty million they around they spent in the summer. I think it was around that sort of mark two thirty, two sixty. Um so yeah, so you know, they have brought in a lot of players. Um and now, you know, I think this this is where it's gonna start to kick off because you'd like to hope that Graham Potter has had some form of, you know, looking at these players before they've gone out and bought them. Mm. Um you know, he was always very, he always had the right sort of staff with him at Brighton to, you know, get, you know, the best out of, best for your money from players. Um, mm-hmm. But it's probably a bit different at Chelsea where, you know, we can spend 60, 70 million on one player. I mean, I don't know if you saw any of uh, Mudrick against Liverpool when he came on. He looked, he looked very, very, he reminded me of, of how Hazard looked when yeah. we bought Hazard. He just reminded me of every time he got the ball, he was always thinking forward and always... Yeah, you know, he's direct, he was, isn't he? I mean, he was up against James Milner. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Milner did take him out at one point because I think he just got so fed up of him, you know, get, get getting too far ahead of him. But he looked really, really good. I mean, we, you know, we all saw what happened to Howie Felix, you know, on his debut. He didn't really go to plan there, but... Um, uh, Badashile as well. You know, yeah. he's come in, played two, three games, kept clean sheets. He's looked really, really good. And then obviously we've signed players because we haven't actually played a game for nearly two weeks now. Our next game's on Friday against Fulham. And you've got to think that sort of, you know, mo- a few of these signings will probably be starting. 
Um, yeah. you'll, you'll probably get a mix of them on the bench as well, because obviously we've got Majuke as well from PSV, yeah. English winger. Um, looks very good. Um, but yeah, um, it's going to be interesting got... to see how they all gel, because obviously it's oh yeah, it's a it's lot gonna, of turnover coming take in. Time. It's going to take yeah. time. You know, we've got Fulham coming up on Friday, and you know, I'm, I'm under no illusion that it's not going to be an easy game. I mean, any game for us at the moment is pretty difficult, but um, you'll you'll have time to 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 maybe change the formation if he feels he needs to change the formation to try and fit some of these players in. I mean, and, and the big, the big, I guess the big talking point today is whether the deal for Enzo Fernandez is going to go through. I mean, could be a big one that. It's about 105 million is release clause, but yeah. obviously the, the sticking point is, is they are thinking of financial fair play with this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, they want, they don't want to pay it all in one go, do they? Yeah, they've asked for installments and, I can kind of see on one hand why Benfica are uh, sort of holding out. I mean, if it's not Chelsea now, it might be someone else in the summer yeah. that can probably put up the full amount. It's, just, it's whether they're, you know, willing to, um, you know, to, to take the instalments. I mean, if they don't, Rui Costa is he's no longer a legend of my eyes. But he's actually, he's had a medical, I don't know if you saw on the news, but or, or online that he's he's had a medical over Chelsea sent out people out there and he's had his medical and they're literally just just waiting you know, for the thing on whether they're going to do it. I think they will. I, I think. I think they will. Yeah, they normally wait till the last they'll minute. They'll either change it to make it work. I mean, obviously they've sold Jorginho today. Yeah. Which has created a little bit of money, twelve million mm-hmm. plus his wages. Um. There's talks of maybe Gallagher going. Um, remember Bakayoko? Yeah. Chelsea player, but apparently yeah. he wants to move into Lyon on a permanent deal. So you've got, you've got to think that's going to be around sort of £15 million mark. You know, if they do offload Gallagher, you're looking at another £45 million there. So it might be a case of they're going to have to... Oh, and Ziyech as well. We yeah. spoke about just a minute ago before we started recording, but... You'd like to think that's in the region of about twenty, twenty-five million as well. So, you know, if they were to sell three out of four of those names that we just, I just mentioned, you're going to create around about fifty million, mm-hmm. which you can then add on top of what the, you know, the upfront costs that you were going to pay for Forenzo Fernandez. But I think he'd be a really good sign-in. I, I think, think yeah, I think so. I'm I'm looking at your squad now and. Um, I've just counted 32 how, how players, is, Chris. How, how long have you got? Yeah, thir- 32 players. That doesn't include anyone out on loan either, of which you've got quite a lot. Yeah. But, um, yeah, 32 players, and um, maybe this is football manager lying to me, I think you can only have a squad of 25. I know you've got some injuries, but I don't think you've got seven injuries uh, for people that are going to be out until the end of the season. So I imagine <laughs> some people are going to be unhappy to be left out of this squad um, some I can kind of see I don't. I, I know you just signed that for Fana but I think if he wasn't registered I mean he's only 20 years old um, yeah, I don't think, Chuck, don't think Chuck will make him will need to be registered because he's under 21 oh, yeah. maybe but um, 
Yeah, it's gonna, I think someone, someone's going to have to miss out somewhere. So you, you've either got to get rid of people quite quickly um, or some people are going to be unhappy. But, yeah, the, the one sort of gap at the moment, obviously Kante's been injured. Um, that Zakaria hasn't really played for you. And when he has, he's, he's not done yeah. too much. So it's the centre of the park, isn't it? You've got Kovacic and, I mean, yeah, there's not many... Obviously, Mason Mount is sort of more of an attacking midfielder. Gallagher and, and um, yeah. Chuck Wimanka has he started the last couple of games in midfield. Um, I really like him. Yeah, he's, I, he's frustratingly good from an Aston Villa point of view. Yeah, I, I, there's something about him like so it's it's probably not a good trait to have, but it looks he makes it look very easy. When so he's on the effortless, court. yeah. Absolutely. And it doesn't always look like he's giving like his full potential, and I think yeah. I think they just need to. He reminds me of a Pogba. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he was at that age, he's you know, um, and as long as they can steer him in the right direction, I think for for what we paid, I think he's I think he's going to be a very very key player for us, sort of in the future. Yeah, you know, I think in three three or four years. I think he'll be looking at starting at a big club, I think. Yeah. Um, but you're right, he's quite just chilled. Very laid back. Isn't he's just, very he's laid really back. relaxed. For a young kid as well, Yeah. on the ball, I think he's great. It's just the work off the ball, like you say, he does look a little bit lazy at times. Um, whether that's something that he can learn or whether he even needs to learn it. I mean, there's some players that look lazy off the ball that are still brilliant. I mean, I remember Berbatov just that's looked like he could never be bothered. Yeah. You know, there's some players that do make it work. But, um, yeah, I think he's got a good career ahead of him, which, again, is very annoying from a Villa perspective because, you know, he was ours and then didn't want to join. I think it's more the fact, first of all, that he's paid a 100 grand a week, which I don't think anyone thought he would get. Um, yeah. at that age and um, secondly that he, he left Villa to, to join you guys for first team football and yeah he, he's not he's, got much more well yeah, well, he's a getting, little bit he's getting it he has got it in the last two three games I mean out of I thought in the last game um, oh, who was it against I've completely forgotten my mind has gone blank now but I thought he was he was man of the match but yeah, um, he's played yeah. Nine games for you in all competitions this season. He played 15 for us um, over, well, over two years, actually, by the looks of things. So, yeah, he played 13 games for us last year. So probably about on a par. Maybe yeah. he might get a bit more game time for you, but it won't be by much. We've also, you've also got to remember they can only sign three more players on for the Champions League. Yes. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Mm. Um to see how and who he picks to go into that team. So, mm. yeah. So, lots going on. Still lots to go on. Um, and fingers crossed that they can get the Enzo Fernandez deal through before 11. They've got one hour 45, and I'm frantically refreshing Twitter probably every five minutes at the moment. Um, probably every three minutes come uh, half past nine. <laughs> got, but yeah, um, we'll move on um, to Brighton next. Um, this is more of a, just an appreciation 
um, talk for them. I mean, probably out of all the teams in the Premier League, they seem to have the best eye of bringing players in at very low cost. Yeah. Selling them on very, very high. I mean, this guy that they signed in the summer, um, Sacido. Yeah. Slapping a 60, 70 million price tag on him. And no one's blinking an eye to say that's too much. Because the way he's performed when he's been playing for Royton, if he was playing for Man United, if he was playing for Chelsea, people would be saying he's 60, 70 million pound player. So, yeah. I mean, you know, they had, they, They've been very, very good. Last season, they, they, I remember a few, when Chelsea played a few times, they, they were very, very hard to beat Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of people thought when Graham Potter left that, that they would dip a bit. But I, I think, you know, he's come in, he's studied the shit pretty quickly. Um, and he seems to have got the players playing for them, playing for him straight off the bat and I think when you look yeah. at the weekend when they you know when they beat Liverpool I mean coming from behind as well is not easy no. um, and, and it wasn't a shock was it and, no, and that, no, that's no. the thing it, it was not I think going into the game you know if someone had said Brighton are going to win this I'd have gone yeah on form and you know judging by the how they're both both sets of players have been playing I think they were probably actually favourites going into it. It's um, it's, it's quite a turnaround. I mean, they did. They had a bit of a wobble, I think, yeah, when, they did, yeah. when Potter left. They went a few games without a win, but it was, about, it was five games when he left. Yeah, it went five games without of a, out, without a win, two of them draws. But yeah, I mean, um, you, you mentioned Caicedo. I mean, that Matoma is different yeah, class. Yeah. I yeah. think he's been a phenomenal find to to pluck someone out of. I had a look before we um, before we started this. Kawasaki Frontal was his team. <laughs> I mean, who's sending scouts out there? But but Brighton are, and they're making it work. I mean, he was signed for a couple of million, and similar to Caicedo, I think if anyone was going to come in for him now, you're already looking at thirty, forty million plus. It's just exactly. it's 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 a model that I think. I mean, Southampton used to use it, didn't they? They would sign someone relatively unknown. I mean. The, the prime example is Mane. They picked Mane from the Austrian League, I think it was, for, I think they paid a, a bit for him, like $8 million or something like that, yeah. um, and, and made a profit. Well, they and did and it teams do make it work. Van, it's just whether it's sustainable. They did it with Van Dijk as well, didn't they? Yeah, they bought yeah Van Dijk. Celtic and yeah. got 70-odd million back for him. I mean, Southampton always had their youth academy to look, look for players to sell on as well. I remember... Mm-hmm. I think Walcott was it Walcott? Yeah, Obviously Bale. Chamberlain, Bale. You know they've yeah. all. You know they all. Chambers sort of learned sure. their trade down there, didn't they? And then yeah, it's just it. There, there's going to come a time, I think, for Brighton where, similar to Southampton, it's it's all well and good if you're reinvesting that money into doing exactly the same again, and you keep yeah. on finding those players. Southampton eventually. I don't know whether it was down to luck or scouts moving to different clubs or, or what was going on, but eventually it stopped working because the players that Southampton were bringing in weren't the same level as the ones that they were selling. And that's all Brighton have to worry about. And I think it takes a while for that to happen because, you know, if they were to sell Caicedo now and and get the 40 to 50 million that, 
it looks like they probably will get. That is essentially free profit for them. I, I think they only is it one and a half million they spent on him. Yeah, yeah, two million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that that I mean, you've got a high chance if you're going to buy another, I don't know, ten players for for two million pounds, you've got a, a decent chance of one of them working out, and you're still in profit. So, yeah, if they can keep doing it. It's um it's it's only going to be good for the future, but uh, it's it's just finding the right players, I think. And at the minute they are, um, we'll just have to wait and see whether they can keep it up. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's always, you know, great to be that sort of selling club because, like you said, the tap might if the tap runs dry, you will yeah. you will end up, you know, a bit like you said, a bit like Southampton. But I mean, you know, you look at the they're sixth in the league at the moment. They've got two games in hand on Tottenham above them, mm-hmm. which they could surpass them and go into fifth. They'd only be five points off Manchester United if they win that game in hand. Mm. So, you know, from from their point of view, you know, they must be absolutely buzzing. I mean, yeah. Their last games, you know, they beat Liverpool. They drew of Leicester. They beat Liverpool three 0 in the league. Yeah. Uh, beat Everton four one. Beat Southampton three one. Yeah. You know they've had some big wins. They beat Chelsea four one. And they were unlucky against Leicester as well in in that draw. I I watched quite a lot of that game, and they were unfortunate. And they've got that big lad up front, um, Ferguson, who's eighteen, and it's scary that he's that size at eighteen, and like he's really putting himself about. But I I assumed he was an academy graduate, but he's another one that they've plucked out from the Irish league from Bohemians. <laughs> he's another transfer that they found. Yeah. It's yeah. He's the son of Barry Ferguson as well, apparently, according to... Uh, I don't know whether that's true, but according to Wikipedia, he is. <laughs> um, right, Everton. So, basically, we, we've been meaning to speak about Everton for about two or three weeks. Oh, God, how long have you got? <laughs> we were supposed to talk about them last week, but we didn't end up doing a podcast because Lampard had been sacked. So... He's been sacked, and today they've just announced that Sean Dyche. You know, yesterday yep. they announced that Sean Dyche um, would be taking over. So a lot has happened <laughs> in the last sort of seven days for uh, for Everton. Um, but I think getting Sean Dyche in, I think, is probably the best thing they could have done. Yeah, for stability. And I don't know if this is going to be a long-term thing or what's going to happen. But he's he's been bought in to save them from getting relegated. That's the only reason he's been bought in because I think yeah. if they were in a different situation, if they were sort of mid-table or you know seventh or eighth, I think they might have looked elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think for, for for a change, they've sat down the board and they've actually made a good decision because. I'm not an Everton fan, but I think a lot of football fans can see from the outside that the club isn't being run the best. The best yeah. Because you look at transfer history, I mean, it's been... I mean, we said Brighton have probably had the best about making money, you know, off of players. Yeah, Everton, Everton have probably had the other... Everton have bought players in for big money... 
and they've just not performed. And it's not yeah. like it's one or two. It's consistently players that they've bought in for fairly big money. Yeah, you know, a lot of them like, have been. It's not like that they're spending like Brighton have. They had the money to spend. Yeah. And they've just, it's just not happened for whatever reason. I mean, it's not worked out for Frank Lampard. I, I do feel sorry for him because I think he took that job and they were already in a mess. Um, yeah, he was he was brought in to keep them up last season, and he and did, he, he, did, he did, and yeah. I think he knew in the back of his mind, unless there was huge investment in the summer, that without that they'd probably be in trouble. And I think yeah. he even alluded to it after about two or three games in the season that you know. There hasn't been that investment from sort of the people that own the club for him to go out and to buy players that he wanted. I mean, he's bought he bought in a few on loan. He bought in Connor Cody, didn't he, on loan? Yeah. Um, but they didn't really have that sort of marquee sign-in, and I think that shot themselves in the foot. I know they've got things like, you know, they're looking they're looking at building a new stadium, aren't they? I think so, yeah. When it started yeah. building in these stadium, I mean, if they get relegated, <laughs> yeah, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna Hard. take its toll. I mean, have to fill in, in a lower league, but yeah, you know, they're they're struggling now with pretty much they've they've had small investment to buy players, but when you think when the new stadium starts being built, that's a huge amount of their their money is going to be invested in that, yeah. And they're not going to be able to invest in a strong championship team to get them back up. Yeah. Um, because what you see is a lot of a lot of the teams that go down, they manage to keep hold of a lot of their players because you know for whatever reason they think that they can get straight back up, and that's probably credit to the the team and the club itself. But with Everton, I think it's going to be hugely different because they have got big names in that squad. That I think percent won't want to play in the championship. Yeah, I think it's a similar situation to when Villa went down. You know, we'd um, not spent huge amounts by any means, but we'd got some players on probably bigger wages than they should have been. Mika Richards, yeah. Jolie and Lescott, people like that. Richards hung around, but most most of the other players left. Um, luckily, but yeah, you're you're right about the transfers. I mean, they've this season they've. Um, received more than they've spent which I think is we mentioned financial fair play earlier um, it's probably down to that because they have you know a couple of seasons before that been buying players that are probably considered average <laughs> for quite high amounts um, considering where they are in the league obviously Anthony Gordon's only just gone today so that counts towards their money in Um but just looking at the transfers, I mean, Anana has probably been one of their best players this year. Um, I think that was 35 million. But going back down, I'm going, I'm going down in sort of chronological order. Mikolenko, 23 million. Ben Godfrey, 27 million. Allen, 23 million. Abdullah Decore, 22 million. None of them have been a success. Alex Awobi, no. over 30 million. Moise Keane, 27 million. Andre Gomez, 25. Jean-Philippe Gubamin, 25 million. Don't even think he played for them, really. I think he only played a handful of games. Um, 
even further back, obviously Richarlison, they made a good profit on. They bought him for, I think, 39, 40 million and sold him for a lot more to Spurs. Mean is 30 million. Um, Kurt Zuma, they paid apparently 8 million to loan him from you for one season, which, yeah, I, I don't really understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously Sigurdsson, 50 million uh, from Swansea. Michael Keane, 28 million. Jordan Pickford, you I'd argue has probably been a success of 28 million. Klaassen, 27 million. Walcott, 22 million. I mean, the list goes on. Kent, Chenk Tossen, 22.5 million pound. I, I can't name a game that he played in, to be honest. This, this um, is what I mean. Like, you, it's half just those so players, just, half of them don't even play there anymore. Yeah, Yannick Balassi, 29 million. 20, um, oh. Morgan Schneiderlin, 23 million. It's just, yeah. yeah. And and this is going back now for five years, and you know it's okay to have maybe one season where the transfer window doesn't work out. But when you've had, I mean, I've gone back now for five transfer windows. When you're getting to that point, you know that something in your recruitment probably isn't right. Um, I mean, they bought Dwight McNeil, Dwight McNeil from Burnley, and I don't really think he's done he anything. Even played. Don't he think he's played much. He, I mean, he may be injured for all I know, but that was 17 million, and I don't think he's done much. Neil Mope as well is there, and he was only 12 million. I mean, it's a, a, a snip at 12 million, but I don't think he scored for them. They've got Adrissa Gay back, and I think other, did he get sent off the other day, nearly or something? And yeah, yeah he's, he's just not not good. Either, right? <laughs> no, uh, there's definitely a running pattern with the players that you've just mentioned yep. there it just seems overpriced i mean it's expensive yep. look you know every club has a limit on how much they can spend but when you're spending 30 plus million on alex awobi i mean yep. there are red flag- <laughs> there are some red flags there that yeah um i think need to be addressed i mean whoever's signing whoever's agreeing to sign these players because i'm, I'm almost certain that the players that you've just listed, 75% of them, the managers there at the time. You think Carlo Ancelotti was there yeah. in that time? Benitez There's was no there. No way. No way he would have signed off on some of these players that they've no. signed. No, not a chance. Not he know because he, you know, he's, if not probably the best manager around, you know, when you look at like the accolades that he's won, yeah. that's still managing, you know, He's, he must have been there thinking, why am I here? Like, yeah. why are we signing these players that are no good? And, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, hopefully Deich comes in. I mean, he hasn't got really any time to make any signings. So no, none of, I mean, none of this be, window's going to be him, is it? It's he's going to be, be stuck with what Lampard had. Yeah, and that was all about trying to get conf- build confidence within that team, and try and keep them up, um, mm-hmm. which is a is going to be a huge task. And I mean, you know, he spent a considerable amount of time at Burnley, but I can't see him spending that much time at Everton. No. I mean, if he if he keeps them up, that will be job done, and then he can work on it. I mean, if they get relegated. You know, I, you can't really turn around and blame him for it. No. And you know, I know he's got a decent amount of games to get results and, and to get them back up, you know, the table. But, you know, he's inheriting a squad that's, well, you, you've you listed them. So, yeah. you know, yeah. he, he's inheriting a squad 
an overpriced squad. Yeah. That don't play well together. That don't, you know, you, when you watch them live, you can tell that there's just mistakes everywhere. And, yeah. You know, Brian, I, 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 I'm going to compare what we were talking about Brighton with their transfer policy and how they're bringing people in to sell for a profit. Yeah. Just going back a little bit further, I think, it, you know, Everton were quite successful, I think, in the transfer window. I'm just looking back. Lukaku obviously signed for them. They paid you, I've just had it here somewhere, £35 million they paid Chelsea. And they sold him to Man Sorry, United yeah. for, for 80, 80 plus. You know, yeah. Ross Barkley obviously left for quite a big chunk to go to you guys. John Stones was 50 to 60 million, something like that. So they had the money there from it those worked. transfers. Yeah. And this is what I mean that Brighton need to look out for is buying the replacements because I can't say they've ever replaced those players. You know, and this is, we're talking yeah. now six, seven years ago. I don't think they've ever got a centre back <laughs> that's replaced John Stones. They've certainly never got a striker that's replaced Lukaku, let's be honest. Um, you know, Calvert Lewin's tried, but his form's obviously he's got low confidence, but his form's massively dropped. Um, and yeah, I, that's that's the kind of thing that clubs need to look out for because once you do that for a couple of transfer windows, it's a real struggle to get um, to get the right players coming back in. I think, and and if they do go down, I think they'll have a chance of staying up with Dice. Don't get me wrong, it'll organise them, but if they do, looking at what happened to Villa. It's going to be a three or four year project, I think, to get them back up again. Because if they're either going to have players that don't want to be there on big wages, or they're going to have to start from scratch. And either way, it takes quite a while to to refresh that squad. So um, yeah, they'll be hoping for their sake that they don't go down this year. Um, and hopefully for them, if Dice can, can keep them up, he'll um, he'll have a bit of a better transfer window next time <laughs> round. So so. Right, that's it for talking points. Um, no news on Enzo Fernandez yet. No, um, keep refreshing. Keep refreshing, and it might happen. Um, so yeah, we'll be back in part two with some wonders of white, a transfer themed quiz, and a who am I? So we'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's episode and we are going to go straight in with the Wonders of White. So Liam, are you ready? I am. Let's do this. The first one isn't even a Premier League themed one either. So um, Juventus and AC Milan have both lost a home game on the same day for the first time since 21st of March 1993. Wow. That was at the weekend. That's impressive. Where have you dug uh, that out from? That's, yeah, that is gold. Uh, AC Milan, actually, I think they lost 5-2. I also saw another they stat did. saying they've conceded the, mo- the most goals this month than they've ever conceded in any other month. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Yeah. It's not looking uh, good for either of Juventus have got a points deduction, haven't they? Or, or something, yeah, some yeah, they did. Yeah, they, they, 20 points, I think it was, they lost. Um, so the FA Cup holders have been eliminated in the fourth round in each of the last three seasons. 
Uh, so Arsenal went out in the tw- in 21, Leicester 22, and Liverpool um, obviously against Brighton. Don't win the FA Cup is the moral to that. If, yes. if you want to, if you want to win the FA Cup, don't win it the year before. Um, this is a Wrexham one actually. Um, Wrexham striker Paul Mullen is the first player to score in each of the first, second, third, and fourth rounds of the FA Cup in a season for a non-league team. Since Colin Williams in the eighty four eighty five season for Telford United. Wow, it was a, it was a good game as well. Actually, I don't know if you watched it. Yeah, the weekend. No, I saw it. I saw it. absolute yeah. cracker. Yeah. Thought they'd done enough. They were unlucky, to be they fair. Were. Yeah, just that last gasp, sort of two minutes, and never mind. I mean, I think it's going to be extremely hard for them to go out and do that again. Yeah. Especially away this time, so yeah. Um, this one is uh, about Matoma. Nice. So Matoma has, com- Matoma has completed ten dribbles against Liverpool in all competitions this season. That's the most of any player, um, and half of them have come directly against Trent Alexander-Arnold. <laughs> I don't know why that. Oh, I don't- <laughs> Sorry, I, to, I don't know why almost, I had to add that bit in. <laughs> no, it's almost like they found a weak spot there. Um, yeah, so he likes playing against Liverpool, yeah. especially when Trent Alexander-Arnold is playing at right back. Don't get um, me wrong, if there are Liverpool fans listening, great in attacking situations, not so great when he's being run defender. out. No. Not a defender. I mean, he'd be he'd be really good in midfield. I don't know why they don't try him. Like they're always complaining they haven't got any centre midfielders. Yeah. I mean, he's got the passing range, and he's got the speed. Even Southgate tried it for England, I think. So yeah. So why why not just give it a go? Because defensively he's terrible. Defensively, if you look at when you look at England right backs, he's not even in that top in top three for me. In right backs, so well, clock works in mysterious ways. And yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, enough bashing Liverpool. Although I enjoy it very much. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna move on to this week's quiz, which is a um, little bit different. Um, so I've got a list of ten January transfers in front of me. Um, I'm gonna give you the um, choice. Um, of what information you want about the player, and then you're going to need to guess who the player is. Okay. I've got five bits of information per player, and you can have three. Okay. Um, okay, but you're not allowed to choose the same um, consecutively, if you get what I mean. So if yeah. you choose um, nationality, club, and year, you can't use that same three in the next one. Okay. Okay. I like this. Yeah. So, first one, um, you can choose um, nationality, club, year, amount, or position. Okay. I like that. This this is the kind of quiz that I enjoy. Um, I am going to go with the year, the amount, and the... Position. Should have said as well, they get harder as we go on. Okay. They've probably chosen the right three. Um, oh, good. So, um, the year was 2018. Yeah. His position is midfield. 
and it was for 142 million. Yeah, Philip Coutinho. It is Philip Coutinho. I I had to think for a minute there because there's so many options that midfield can be, and then I thought, yeah, it, it, that is that is classed as midfield. He's an attacker, but a midfield attacker. So next one, uh, same five. So you have got nationality, club, year, amount, position. Okay, let's go for nationality, club, and year this time. Okay, so so it's the club that he went to. Um, okay. Tell you that. So, um, Dutch, Liverpool, two thousand and eighteen. Van Dijk. Was Van Dijk? Surely. Yeah. There's not many. It's not. We're going to be Dirk out. That's a bit too late for Dirk. That's the only other Dutch player I can think of that's ever played for Liverpool. Number three. Is it Dirk out? <laughs> no. Uh, so Damn. nationality, team, year, money, position. Uh, let's go for um, team, position, and money. So it was sixty million midfielder, and he went to Shanghai. Oh, that would have been yeah, peak Chinese Super League time. I'm going to go with Oscar. It was Oscar. Oh, it could have been a few there. I got a bit lucky with that one. Okay, next one. Um, same five. Which you want? Uh, this time I'm going to go for nationality. Yep. I am going to go for position, and mm. what have I not? What have I not, not have much of? Club. This one's going to be very. You've chosen the combination on this one where it's going to unlock it for you. <laughs> okay. Um. So it's midfield. Chelsea, an American. Oh, it's got to be Pulisic, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> nice. You chose the right combination on that one. Got lucky. Uh, next one, uh, which five? Um, what, what did I not... I've got to make sure I don't pick the ones that I chose last time. What did I not choose? What two did I not choose last time? You didn't choose the amount. No. Uh, yeah, no, amount and year you didn't choose. Okay, I'll go for amount and year and nationality. Two, this is the hardest combination you've Oh, picked. God, okay. 2018, 57 million Spanish. Oh, 2018? Yeah. Maratta? No. Oh. was Laporte. Oh, yeah, that is tough. I would never have got that. Okay, next one. Uh, position, amount, and club. Striker, 57 million. Atletico Madrid. I can only, it can only be Costa, can't it? Diego Costa? Correct. You could have actually, if you would have chosen the six, because Costa and Laporte are both Spanish, both went in 2018, and both went for 57 million. Yeah. So, yeah. I didn't even think, yeah, I didn't even think about him in the last one either. Okay, number seven. Uh, we'll go with amount, um, club, and position. 56 million. 
striker, Arsenal. Aubameyang. It's got to be Aubameyang. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the nationality would have given that one away. Nationality would have given it away, yeah. There's only one okay. player I know from that country. Next one. Uh, I'll go with nationality this time. Um, yeah. And I'll go with uh, position and what have I not gone with? Club. Spanish. Yep. Striker. Chelsea. Can only be Torres, surely. Is El Nino. Okay, next one. Yeah, the less said about that, the better. I will go with um, year. I haven't had a year for a while, have I? Okay. I'll go with year. I'll go with uh, position, and I'll go with amount. <laughs> if you pluck this one out of thin air, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll just you can win the whole quiz. Okay. Uh, 2014, 37 million midfielder. Oh wow. 2014. Yeah. Uh, who would have moved around then? I am going to go with. God, I can't even think of any midfielders now. What an awful, awful <laughs> group of three to pick. Uh, I'm going to go with... I'm sure he signed for Man United around then. I'm going to go with Ander Herrera as a guess. You were close. You've got the, the club is actually right, and the nationality is right as well. Oh, it's Mata. It's Mata, yeah. When he moved <sighs> from Chelsea to Man United. So close. I thought it was for 50-odd million. I thought it was for more than that. Uh, 37. I mean, Bargain. we're pushing our luck a bit there, to be honest, <laughs> anyway. Okay, and the very last one. Uh, I will go with uh, the year again. I'll go with the club. Yeah. And I will go with the nationality. English, Liverpool, 2011. Oh, that's tricky as well, isn't it? I've not really done myself any favours there. Um... English Liverpool in 2011. Andy Carroll. It is Andy Carroll. <laughs> that was a stab in the dark. Did you see him sending off the other day? I, no, I did. I saw he got sent off. Yeah. I didn't actually watch it, but um, yeah, yeah. He, he he's the only like noteworthy signing for Liverpool back then because he was so poor. I mean, Suarez signed I think on the same day, but you know we'll forget about that. So you got uh, eight out of ten. Uh, nice. I'm pleased with that. It there were there was four Spanish people in that um thing. And the actual order that I gave it in is the most spent in a January transfer window. So um the most ever that they've spent on players in a January transfer. That's the top ten. So Andy Carroll is currently gonna be knocked out. Of, of the top ten January transfer window, if if the deal goes through for Fernandez, yeah. I'm assuming. Uh, is anyone else? No, because Chelsea have spent. Chelsea are going to dominate this quiz. If we did it again yeah. tomorrow, yeah, <laughs> they've bought Modric, Modric for for sixty, so he'd go in at third. Enzo Fernandez would go in at second. Um, but Andy Carroll's 35 million 
So he'd he'd be 12th or 13th in the list. Which doesn't seem like a lot today, but I remember back then thinking they definitely missed out a dot. I'm sure it's meant to be three and a half million. Um, it just seems well, they've so Well, they just got Torres money, haven't they? So, yeah. 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 Should we do a Who Am I? Yes, 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 yes. Um, okay, I'm, I'll give you the option. Do you want to go start of the career to where they are now, because they are currently playing, or do you want to go the other way? Yeah, just do start. We'll go to the start. I'm not going to give you the current team um, for the moment, but no. I'll use it as a clue because oh. you, you you might need it. Um, oh, but sure. if you don't, if you don't, you don't. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're going to hate me for the first club. So they started their career at Tooting and Mitcham United. Uh, they then moved to Reading, and they went straight back on loan to Tooting and Mitcham United. And then they had several loan spells to Cheltenham, Southampton, Colchester and Sheffield Wednesday. They then signed permanently for Sheffield Wednesday. And then they moved to Nottingham Forest before moving to the club they're at now. And I'm going to be kind and give you the year that they started for Tooting and Mitchum was 2008. And they are still playing today. Jesus. It's a lot to take in, so I'm happy to repeat any information if you need it. Um, I think I've got Tuna Mitchum, Reading, yeah, Chapman, Southampton, Sheffield Wednesday, Nottingham Forest. Is that right? Yeah. So loan originally to Sheffield Wednesday, and then went permanently. Then they went on to Nottingham Forest, and now they're currently at another club. Sheffield Wednesday. I am going to have to take a clue. Um, Do you want their current side? Um, depends. Is it going to probably go with a, a clue for now that's not as okay? Obvious, I will go. I will go with um, as of 2021. They are an international. They've played seven games and scored three goals for Jamaica. As of 2021. Yes. Uh, So there were a load of players that went, decided to be Jamaican, didn't they? There there may have been, and he may have been one of them. Without giving it away. So if he scored three goals in seven games, that would probably make him a striker or a winger. Um, um, Do I just want to throw a name out? I'll throw a name out. You're going to guess. Why don't you tell me his current club before yes, you throw um, him Correct. Yes. That is his current team. <laughs> it must be Antonio then. It's Mikel he defle- Antonio. He deflected, didn't he? He, went, he yeah. decided that he was going to play for Jamaica. He did. He turned them down originally. I'm just reading his Wikipedia page. Um, he turned he them down. He shouldn't be allowed another chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, turned... you t- if you turn them down, you don't come back. He, he turned them down in 2016. Um, 
because he wanted to play for England. Then he got called up by Sam Allardyce yes. when he was England manager. Well, um, that, and then he, he never played. He was, he, was, he was an unused substitute. Um, and he, was, he also got in a couple of Gareth Southgate's teams and never played. And then, uh, yeah, he was approached again a couple of years ago. And if then, he had have played, would that have made it more difficult for him to move? Yes. So, because I think if it's a friendly, if it's yeah. a friendly, then I think you're allowed. So, Allardyce called him up for a 2020, a 2018 World Cup qualification game. So if he had played, so if he played in that, that, he would have, he wouldn't have been able to move over. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. If he had come off the bench, then he wouldn't have been able to move. But then Southgate called him up for a friendly against Germany, um, so that would have been fine. And then he called him up again for a, another World Cup qualifier against Lithuania, but he had to withdraw because he got an injury. So he, it, it might so, have meant yeah. him not playing for Jamaica. So that to me tells me that he thought when he had that chance of joining Jamaica in 2016, that he thought that he'd go on and be able to play for England. Yeah. Which he nearly did, I guess. So he was yeah. within a whisker of, of doing it. Yeah. But yeah, so um, just a, a few stats on him. Obviously started out as a right-back. I don't know if you knew this. So he didn't well, really score. See, when, he, when, he, when he was at West Ham, he started as a right-back. And then he went, didn't he convert into like a winger? And then from a winger, he moved to to be in up top. Yeah. So he's um, yeah, he's he's only found the net later on in his career. I mean, I don't think he's prolific, but you know, he gets in double figures most seasons. So um, yeah, his last season he was his best actually, thirteen goals for West Ham. <laughs> and then a couple of seasons before that, he's got ten goals in each of those seasons. So um, he's got he's played two hundred and fifty five games for West Ham now. Um, and 67 goals so yeah he's um, I, I only added him because I uh, saw rumours that he might be leaving and I thought it was a bit of a shame because he's been pretty consistent for them over the last few years obviously they've had good seasons recently and he's been a part of it but even when they've been sort of at the bottom or sort of mid-table he's, he's always looked like he's um, been the one that's going to get them a bit further up so yeah that's why I included him this week I don't think they'd let him go. I don't. I think he probably might want to leave, but yeah, I don't think West Ham. Yeah, I don't think they need to let him go. I can't let him go yet because obviously Danny Ings is injured as usual. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the other yeah. guy hasn't. Skamaka, he hasn't. Yeah, he's not been doing much, has he? Yeah. Well, that's it for this week, and well, Chelsea are playing on Friday this week. I always find Friday fixtures strange. Can make or break a weekend, can't it? Yeah, I mean it's very dangerous to have it on a Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. So hopefully within the next hour we hear that Enzo Fernandez has joined. But I think as time goes on, I think if Benfica were going to accept it, they would have accepted it about 24 hours ago. So unless yeah. Something's changed. Um, I don't think that that's going to happen. No, I'm, um, I'm just seeing that Felipe has signed for Nottingham Forest from Atletico Madrid. Strange. Uh, that's not a another strange. team that have bought. 
Another team of a lot of people, yeah. Lots and lots of people. So are we agreed on the strangest transfer today? Is Matt Doherty going to Athletic? Yeah, I think so. They're they're going for Kieran Trippier around two, aren't they? They're they're really going for the... uh, They like an English fullback. Mm. Um, Obviously, it worked well with Trippier when he was there last time. uh, Very odd. Very odd. So, yeah. Or anyway. marvellous, marvellous Nakamba to Luton Town is not it's a bad there. one though. It's, no, up, he's up, there. Uh, it's up there. I see they're playing tonight, Luton. I guess he didn't. He wasn't playing. So. No, not not quite. Not in time. Right. Anything else? Not from me. No. Well, we will be back next week. <laughs>